Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Money Pit is presented by American Standard, Home Advisor, Grace Ice and Water Shield, and Rockwool. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to help you with your how-to project. We want to help you solve your do-it-yourself dilemmas. If there is a project on your to-do list, pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. If you want to improve your Money Pit, you want to make it more beautiful, more energy efficient, more comfortable, more easier to take care of. Give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit or post your question to the Money Pit's community page at MoneyPit.com. We've got a great show planned for you today. First up, now that we are deep in winter, are you tired of feeling well? Tired? We're going to have some easy do-it-yourself pick-me-ups for your home that will help lift your spirit and beat those winter blues just ahead. Plus, water is the enemy of every roof, and there are lots of ways for it to sneak past those roofing shingles and damage your home. We're going to share a surefire solution that can help. Plus, we've got five fast home improvement hacks that can help you save time, energy, and make your space look great. So let's get to it. Give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's first? Lori's online and has a lighting question. What can we do for you? Over the weekend, I went into the closet and discovered that the transformer for my fluorescent light fixture in my closet was smoking. Oh, wow. So we got, yeah, Not good. We got the power <laughs> killed and the unit taken off. Okay. Then I went to the store to find a replacement. Mm-hmm. I had a two-round fluorescent fixture. One was a 22-watt, one was a 32-watt bulb in this center of a 11-foot long by, say, 52 inches wide closet. I'm trying to figure out how much light I need, figuring on going with LEDs for energy savings. And I'm sitting there staring at ceilings of light fixtures with so much light I can't judge. It's talking to me in lumens, and it's saying this is the equivalent of one 75-watt bulb or two. Well, this is a closet. So, I mean, I I say you really can't have too much light, right, Leslie? I mean, I guess it depends on your comfort level with lighting. If you, you know, some people are very light sensitive and get ocular migraines, so you have to be careful that you don't overlight it. But I think it's a basis of what was in there before. One's 32 watts. The other one's 22 and both were on at all times. Why'd you have them on all the time? Whenever I was in the closet, they were oh, on. Oh, okay. What I'm saying is that I didn't have a choice of just lighting one of the two bulbs. Or a dimmer or any of that. No. Um, and that provided sufficient lighting? You didn't have dark spots? You didn't have any areas where you could see? I did have dark see? spots. You did? 
Yeah, at the corners of the room because it's in the center of the room. It's long and skinny, so the two dark corners. You know, I think a good solution is, you know, forego the electricity, you know, altogether and go for a wall-mounted item that you can put up yourself that's battery-operated that will have an occupancy sensor on it that knows when you're coming and going or even ones that you can just turn on. You know, Mr. Beams, they manufacture a couple of different battery-operated lights that will, you know, run for ages and ages and have a ton of lumens that will give you the brightness you need. Yeah, if you want to try to determine, like, how many lumens you had there before, a a 20... 22-watt circular bulb, which is maybe the size of your smaller one, that's roughly yeah. about 1,000 lumens. Okay. So that kind of gives you a ballpark. But the LED lights are going to be so much brighter than the old fluorescents that you had. They're going to be safer to run. And I mean, cleaner, it's almost I not. Like. Yeah, and cleaner. And you already have the wiring there, but if you wanted to go and put, like, one fixture up where you had the wiring and then go to the deepest, darkest corner of that uh that closet and, and put in a couple of uh, Mr. Beam's battery-powered LEDs. I've got one of those in my closet, and I'm telling you, it really works mm-hmm. well because sometimes I go in there, you know, and there's a light on in the room where the closet is, but when you open the door, you really can't see into it. And as soon as I open the door and stick my head in there, boom, the light comes on, and I can see just fine. So you, know, you might even want to do a combination like that so you don't have those dark spots, and, and you can really see what you've got there. Go to MrBeams.com. It's a manufacturer that specializes in battery-powered LED lights. And uh, the lights that I put up, they, the batteries last for an entire year. It's amazing when you when you know, you see that they're battery powered and how much brightness they come on with. They're really super bright, and they're not expensive. Okay, you know, like thirty forty dollars a light, and then you can oh, wow. find them at lots of different uh, you know retailers and so on. But you know, get one and test it out. You'll be really surprised with how bright it is. Okay, thank you so much. Because like I said, after trying to look at all the fixtures. And yeah, I was seeing kind of 80, a, 120, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like you get like snow blind, right? <laughs> I came home with a headache. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, I think that what makes the most sense is for you to put in one decently sized uh, LED fixture. And if you've got some dark spaces, pop a couple of the battery powered ones in there. And, and I think you'll be well covered. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All right. Good luck with that project. Bill in Michigan's on the line with a question about insulation. How can we help you? I, I rebuilt an old farmhouse up in northern Michigan. And... Um, and I, it was a, originally a story and a half. I took it up to two stories, and I had to replace the roof because it, it was uh, such bad shape. It, the house was originally built in 1913. Okay. So um, I put some scissor trusses on it, and up in northern Michigan, I had never heard of a energy truss. And so I just, uh, my wife wanted a vaulted ceiling, so I put the scissor trusses on now I only got, uh, like over by the wall, I only got like three inches of room between the ceiling and the outside uh, of the yeah. roof. Yeah, pretty cold, right? <laughs> uh, well, I got ice dams and oh, uh, it's, it's a, and uh, and I never never I didn't dream we had this. You'd ever have this much snow when right. I moved up here in the snow belt. Uh, right. Uh, so let me ask you a question. Now that your ceiling's all finished, how how bad do you want to fix this? Because I'm going to tell you what I would do, and that is I would remove my drywall and I would apply spray foam insulation to the underside of that roof surface, and that would make an enormous difference. I put knotty pine up there, and it's real pretty. Oh, it's knotty pine. Wow. Oh, 
Man, it breaks your heart. <laughs> the only other way to do this is when it's time to replace the roof is to take it off from the top side. I actually did that on my house because I had a section of my old house. And, and by the way, when you say 1913 to Leslie and I, that's a that's a young house, okay? We, <laughs> we, we live in homes we that are much older. We have similarly aged homes. Yeah, much, much older than that. But I had one section of the house that was um, had such a low attic space, uh, you know, I couldn't really get into it from below. So yeah. when we did the roof, we tore off the roof sheathing from the outside, and then yeah. we applied spray foam, and we shot it down across what was essentially the back of the drywall. Yeah. And that particular section of the house was always about 10 degrees cold in the winter and, and, and 10 degrees hotter in the summer. And literally the day after we did this, it was the same temperature as the rest of the house. It was the most impressive thing I've ever seen in terms of energy conversion. The spray foam would be the best way to go, even Absolutely. though I only have like four inches between the ceiling and the, and the roof. It's more, it's more efficient than, uh, than any other type of insulation, than any kind of bad insulation out there. I put, the, I put the foam boards in there, the three-inch foam boards in there all along the edge uh, because I because when I after I put the roof on I seen I was going to have trouble yeah you know yeah. And, and before I put the ceiling up mm-hmm. and then since then I put a, a standing seam steel roof on it right and all those things have, have helped a little oh, bit so you can't you, you can't even take the roof down apart because it's a standing seam metal well you got a beautiful roof I, I tell you, given that set of circumstances, I, I think eventually what you're going to probably want to do is disassemble that pine ceiling. And if you do it right, uh, you could probably mark each board, number each board. And if it's taken out carefully, you could probably put it back in yeah. exactly the same spot. And I'll tell you what else that would do. That would give you the opportunity to deepen the trusses by maybe a couple, couple of three inches. You can basically maybe put, like put some two by fours. Yep, right down exactly. The- you can deepen that truss and have room for more insulation. And when you go with spray foam, you don't have to worry about ventilation anymore, ever. It's a different system. It's, it's, yeah, okay. It's just a- put the spray foam right on the, Yep. Uh, no right vents, no, no ridge vents, no soffit vents. It basically becomes a sealed attic space. And uh, when I put the, the steel on, I, I had them go and open up the ridge vent thinking yep. maybe I could, no, uh, don't need that you know, get, but that, that didn't, that just let more cold air in the attic. Yeah. You need to do that with vet, with bad insulation, but you don't need to do it with foam insulation. So I think that's probably the best option for you. I know it's probably not what you want. You probably called figuring I'm going to get a fast fix that's going to solve this, but I don't think there is one for that set of circumstances. And, and that's kind of what I would do in Northern Michigan. Gosh, even though it's a lot of work, it's going to end up saving you a lot of money and energy and comfort too. And that's what I kind of want to tell your, tell your uh, viewers. If you're going to build up your, uh, make sure you use the energy trusses and put a steel roof on. That's the only way to go. All right. Thanks, Bill. It's good advice. Appreciate you calling us. 888-MONEYPIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Give us a call right now with your how-to question or decor dilemma at one eight 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 Money Pit. Presented by Home Advisor. Up next, are you tired of feeling well tired? It's common this time of year, but it does not have to be. We'll have some easy DIY pick-me-ups for your home that will lift your spirits. Next, you live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. 
Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here for you to help with your home improvement questions at 888-MONEY-PIT. Give us a call or post your question right now to the community page at moneypit.com. Jim in Washington's on the line with a question about hot water and it not getting there fast enough. What is going on? The house is a little less than 30 years old and it's not really that things have changed that much, but... Trying to get hot water to uh, the kitchen sink and to the upstairs master bath takes quite a, what feels like quite a bit of time. So I'm looking at putting in a uh, recirculating pump out near the hot water heater with uh, a crossover sensor valve uh, for the furthest uh, run from yep. the hot water heater, which is upstairs. Okay. Um, the kitchen, I don't know if it needs a separate sensor or not, uh, and I don't know, but I imagine it's on a different leg, if you will, of the run uh, from the hot water heater. It just, I don't know, because we weren't here when the house was um, built. It's possible, depending on how the piping is arranged. What kind of, uh, what kind of a pump are you thinking about? putting on there's there's one made by watts yep it's a watts uh 500 800 i think is the number that seemed to get the best reviews so i guess basically i'm concerned whether is that a good pump evidently it must be okay it is those guys those guys really know what they're doing and they were out early with this product and what i like about the watts system is this that's um there's a timer on it or a thermostat on it so you can basically control when it runs so what you do is you set it up so that you know if you get up the same time every day and uh you know pop in the shower at i don't know 6 a.m 7 a.m you have this kick on you know half hour ahead of time so it purges all the cold water out of the pipes and is then uh, hot when you, basically before you need it. So when you step in the shower, it's on. So that means that you don't have to run that that loop of hot water all the time, which if you think about it, would drive up your heating costs because you're heating more water than you would have to. So you set it up according to your own personal schedule. Now, there's another way you can go, and this is something you might think about doing if your water heater is you know maybe at or beyond a, a normal life cycle. Ream just came out with a new water heater that's called the Performance High Efficiency Tankless Gas Water Heater with built-in recirculation. They actually added the recirculation element to the water heater itself. 
So much like the way that Watt system works, where there's a crossover valve at the farthest fixture away, you would do this with the ream unit. And then the water heater is sort of taking over here, and it's a really smart one and has a smart technology built into it. So it actually sort of starts to manage or measure your patterns of water usage. And when it kind of gets used to where you want the water to be hot, it supplies it before you need it. So I think that's kind of a cool technology, sort of the next level of that. And they're not terribly expensive for the, for, I mean, the fact that it's tankless, so you never run into hot water. They're at Home Depot for around thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars right now. So I think for a good water heater, that's not a lot of money to pay, especially if it has this built-in technology. So those are two options for you that could both work Excellent. well. Excellent. Thank you. I appreciate that information. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, the days are shorter and colder, which for a lot of people brings on a case of the blues. But here's a reason to smile. Studies show that a few easy changes to your living space can spruce up your home and your spirits. Yep. Now, for starters, let's turn on those lights. It might sound simple, but improved lighting can make you feel better, especially this time of year when darkness sets in so early. And it's also a good time of year for additional and also better quality lighting as well. You know, with the advent of LED technology, it's never been easier to add bright white light to a workspace or a softer glow for living areas. Yeah, you might also consider planting an indoor garden. Colorful flowers or herbs can go a long way toward reminding you that spring exists and is coming again. You just want to make sure that you choose a location that gets plenty of sunlight since most flowers or veggies need as much as six hours of direct sunlight each day to grow and thrive. And a quick pick-me-up for your front door entranceway can also raise your spirits even before you step foot outside. So think about polishing up the hardware or swapping out a doormat. These are like little changes that go a long way, as would, say, new paint or a new door altogether. A new door altogether can be really helpful in not only making the place look great, but actually driving up your real estate value. In fact, there was a survey a couple of years back where they took uh, photos of homes and just photoshopped in new doors. And all of a sudden, people thought they were worth more money. It was pretty cool, kind of a blind study. So that's a really simple fix that can uh, that can add some style and some cash next to your house. All right, guys. Finally, don't forget to please the most powerful of all your senses, your sense of smell. You know, citrus scents are known to energize and rejuvenate, and jasmine and grapefruit can ease depression and sadness. So many people find benefit from essential oils. So use oils, incense, candles, just use all these things safely to add those aromas to your living space. And if you want more great ideas to spruce up your home for winter, we've got them online at moneypit.com. Kimberly in Delaware is on the line with an interesting question. I'm reading your bath mats got melted to the floor. How did that happen? No, I clean houses for a living, and I want to clean a house. And the lady asked me if I can get it up, and she said it's been there for two years. What? Wow. Stuck to the floor, huh? Hmm. No, to the ba- inside the bathtub. It melted oh, the bathtub. In, into, inside the bathtub. And, she, and you couldn't get it up? You couldn't pull it off? No. Now, now I tried. It's stuck there. It's like cement. I'm thinking it might be glued in place and not melted. Did she buy the house with this bath mat? No, she's had the house for 20 years and they put it and she put the bath mat there herself. And she said her husband just put it in there so they wouldn't fall because they're elderly people. And it's been like that for two years, she said. Well, I guess she would know herself if it was glued in place. I don't necessarily have a good solution for you here. I mean, generally, if I find something that's adhered and needs to be loosened up, I'll use a product like WD-40, but I'm, I'm afraid to tell you to use that in the bathtub because I don't want them to slip. But that tends to break any adhesive bond that uh, that is uh, resulting, but it's also a lubricant. 
So, I mean, you could try very, very carefully under one corner of it, see if it loosens up, but you've got to rinse it thoroughly and scrub it thoroughly because otherwise you'll leave a very slick surface there. I guess the other thing that you could try would be an adhesive, a citrus-based um, adhesive remover. There are orange-based products, citrus-based products that can, are used to remove adhesive. But I have a hard time believing that this was an adhesive that actually glued itself to it. And I don't think it melted. I think there was some sort of maybe chemical reaction between the rubber mat and the bathtub that, that caused them to bond. Now, I will warn you that even if you get this up, it's very possible that the uh, surface of the tub could be damaged. And, you know, you may be having something else that you don't like uh, to look at. Uh, there's a result. And that's what I'm afraid of because I'm, going to be, I'm her house cleaner and I didn't want to get blamed for, you know, the tub being messed up either. <laughs> yeah, then I don't think you so. should take, I don't think it's your responsibility. You know, I would say okay. you, you tried, but it's stuck in place and leave it at that. I, I agree with you. You don't want to make the situation worse uh, and get them upset and then and, and be potentially responsible for finding a, a solution to an impossible problem. Okay, well, thank you very much. Just ahead in snowy climates, the winter season is the most dangerous time of year for your roof due to ice dams. We're going to share the one thing that you can do to prevent serious damage after this. Hey, do you have a home improvement question? We'd love to chat right now. Call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros you can trust for any home project. 888-MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, in snowy climates, the winter season is the most dangerous time of the year for your roof. 
That's because it's also the season for ice dams, which every year cause thousands of dollars of damage to individual homes. There's a product that can stop ice dams, though, and it's an innovative roof underlayment called Grace Ice and Water Shield, which goes underneath the roof shingles. That's right. It's made by GCP Applied Technologies. And with us to talk about that is David Bauer, product manager for Grace Ice and Water Shield. Welcome, David. How are you doing, Tom? How are you doing, Leslie? We are doing awesome. And I got to tell you that there are certain storms that just seem to be perfect for the formation of ice dams. So for those folks that are hearing this and are not familiar with what an ice dam is, let's start right there. Could you describe it for us? Yeah, so an ice dam is uh, forms on the roof uh, after a snowfall when the snow is heated by the by the sun. Uh, there's a, a little bit of uh, melting that occurs. Water flows to the edge of the roof and freezes uh, when it hits that cold eave area of the roof. And when that happens over repeated times, what happens is a little a little ice dam a little dam forms and water backs up behind that and that water can then become a problem and cause a, a leak in your roof. Now that leak can go through the ceiling, go down the wall, get into the electrical wiring. It can be a pretty big mess. But why is it that roof shingles themselves don't stop the water from coming through? Well, the, the roof shingles alone are not enough to protect the roof from leaks. What really makes the difference from uh, in protecting against ice dam- leaks from ice dams is the roofing underlayment. It's specifically a self-adhered type roofing underlayment like Grace Ice and Water Shield is very effective at preventing roof leaks through those fastener penetrations or joints in the sheathing. Now that's interesting because an underlayment isn't something that I think a homeowner is always thinking about when they're getting the new roof. They're so focused on the shingles and the aesthetic of the roof itself that unless you have an informed, you know, roofing contractor or an informed homeowner, I think this really is a disconnect here on what's the proper underlayment to get or even to have one at all. Yeah, not all roof underlayments are the same. Um, what, what you really want to make sure is that you're using a quality self-adhered underlayment uh, in all those critical uh, areas, which we, we talk about critical areas, we mean the eaves of the roof, the valleys, any sort of roof to uh, wall, wall transition around penetrations. These are all areas that are very prone to leaks, very prone to snow and ice building up and causing these ice dams and allowing the water to get into the home. A high-quality self-adhered underlayment is going to seal and stick very aggressively to the roof deck. It's going to stick very aggressively at overlap so water can't back up into it. And it's also going to seal around all those fasteners, those thousands and thousands of fasteners that are used to hold on your roof shingles. This product is typically installed in, in fact, it's required by building code in areas where ice dams are very common, which is the northern sort of most areas of our country. But there's really no reason to not to use it anywhere, even in the south, where we don't get winter storms and we don't get ice dams. This product actually has been recommended by FEMA because it can stop leakage that would occur if a storm were to blow your shingles off, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's very effective at uh, protecting the the inside of the building from from leaks due to wind driven rain, like occurs in a hurricane. You know, we have uh, we've heard reports after the hurricanes of uh, this past season of roofs that where the shingles were the roof was stripped of shingles, yet the inside of the home remained relatively uh, safe because there were 
water did not get in through the roof. Yeah, you know, it seems that, that for, for years and years and years we've been using tar paper. It's quite pointless when you realize the value of having a self-adhered underlayment like Grace Ice and Water Shield installed. The product has been uh, around for a lot of years. I understand you guys are celebrating your 40th anniversary. Is that right? Yeah, 40th anniversary. Uh, 2018 is a really special year. Um, it's we, we invented this uh this product and this category, really, this category of products, uh, uh, 40 years ago. And, uh, in, you know, we've really prided ourselves on delivering the best-in-class roof leak protection. I can't imagine building a roof without this product. It's protecting 25 million roofs uh, to date. So I, I guess it's, it's destined to stick around for a few more years, David. <laughs> I, I believe so. I believe so. All right. David Bauer, the product manager for GCP Applied Technologies. The product is called Grace Ice and Water Shield. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to their website. It's gcpat.com, gcpat.com. Thanks again, David. Have a great day. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Leslie. All right, David. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Hey, do you want to tackle a home improvement project but don't have much time? We're going to share five fast hacks that take 30 minutes or less to complete after this. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Post your home improvement question to us right now at moneypit.com or call 24-7 to 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros you can trust for any home project. Well, some home improvement projects are fun, but others you just want to get done as quickly and inexpensively as possible, which is where hacks can help. Here are five easy ones that can be done in 30 minutes or less. Now, first up, this is one that is so simple to do, but could just literally save you thousands of dollars. We want you to label your water valves. Imagine that a pipe broke in your ceiling. Water's now leaking through every electric light fixture onto your brand new carpet, your appliances, whatever. You've got that mental picture. It's not pretty, right? Here's how you fix it. You want to locate and label every important water valve in your house, including the main water valve, the hose valves, ice maker valves, water heater valves. If the unthinkable level of leak like that ever really did happen, you'd now be all of 30 seconds away from stopping the flow because you did your homework. You spent a few minutes labeling all those valves. Just hang tags on them so you know if a leak happens right where to go to turn that water off. You can fix the plumbing a lot easier when it's not pouring out your ceiling. All right, next hack is stopping toilet leaks. Now, toilet flush and fill valves can break down over time, and that wastes a lot of water. A running toilet or one that ghost flushes, you know, all by itself, that really is in need of some new valves. Another easy way to tell if the flush valve is leaking is to add food coloring to the toilet tank, inside the tank, and then wait 30 minutes and check in the bowl of the toilet. If that food coloring has leaked into the bowl, then that flush valve is leaking and should be replaced. And that's a job that can easily be done in less than 30 minutes and truly for just a few dollars. Next, you can really spruce up your bathroom by simply caulking your tub. Bathtubs are really the closest thing in a home to a boat, and that proximity to water wears on the caulk, which has to be replaced. So you want to remove the old caulk, clean out that lip of the tub, use like a one to four part solution of bleach and water to kill any mold or mildew that might be left behind. Fill the tub with water and re-caulk. And yes, you heard that right. So take off those shoes and step in. When the caulk dries, drain the tub. As the water drains, the tub will come back up and compress that new caulk so it won't fall out. 
All right, that's a great tip. Next up, here's a good hack. Exercise your circuit breakers. Now, exercise is good for you and it's good for your circuit breakers as well. About every six months, turn off each breaker and then turn it back on again. Every month, push the test button on any GFCIs in your house. Make sure that it stays flexible and strong, just like you after a good workout. And finally, clean those dryer exhaust ducts, not just the lint filter, the entire duct. Dryer fires happen when those ducts get clogged with lint. So to keep your dryer safe, you want to clean the entire exhaust duct from the dryer to the exterior vent. You can use a dryer duct cleaning brush. They're available at home centers or hardware stores. They're really easy and inexpensive to use. And check to make sure your exhaust duct behind the dryer is not plastic. The old ones are. It's not safe. You want to take that out and replace it with a metal duct. So there you go. Five easy projects, each of which can be done inside of 30 minutes. And just think about how accomplished you'll feel when you get that done. (laughs) Freddie in South Carolina is on the line with a ventilation question. What can we do for you? I have built a new house in 2006. Basically, it's a vinyl siding house, 2,000 square foot. Have two bathrooms. One is uh, about 8 by 16. It has a three-wall shower with a whirlpool tub and two vanities in. And then the other hall bath is um, about um, six by eight. It just it just has a, a tub with a with a top in it, a shower tub, a unit. And um, I have and I paint for a living, so I have streaks coming down the walls because when the uh, electrician installed the uh, the vents in the bathroom, they're one ten CFM. Uh, but they just don't suck out the uh, for the steam, right? And um, one of them had uh, had a water trap in it, and so I got up there a few years ago and pulled where where it wasn't installed the ventilation pipe properly. So I've got the water out of that so that it wouldn't be stopped up and it could flow good. Then the other one just quit working. And okay. my question is, I want to upgrade. And because I paint for a living, and I run into a lot of folks ask me uh, where I paint their bathrooms, and they have streaks as well. Now, I, I clean the streaks off, and I repaint with a good grade of paint. But the problem is, is now I've run into the same problem, and I've always just told my customers, just find you a good exhaust fan, take care of your problem. Now, I'm, I'm in that position, and so I'm at that point, and I'm trying to find out because... I've lost a little confidence in some of the box store items, and so therefore I'm looking for a good brand to put in that will. So I understand your question. Uh, There's a very simple solution, and that is you want a good quality exhaust fan. You want one that has a humidity sensor on it because even if you have a timer on there, it doesn't necessarily you know sync with when the the bathroom is that that humid. So I would look at Brown Newtone, B R O A N Newtone. It's a good brand. They have a whole bunch of products that have um, humidity sensors designed right into them so that the fan can come on automatically when the humidity is high in the bathroom, which is what you want. They're very quiet fans, uh, so they're not going to make a racket. And you did speak okay. to the other issue, which is proper venting. It sounds to me like the vents, uh, the ventilation was, uh, the vents were sagging or something and letting water collect in them. That's, of course, very bad. But what I would yeah. do is I would make sure that I have solid metal ducting on that if I could and, and get outside as quick as I could and then make sure that when the fan's running, you can actually see the vent open up on the outside of the building. But if okay. the venting is done right and you have a good quality fan that has a humidistat built into it, that's the key. That's going to make sure that moisture can't possibly build up and uh, cause all those issues uh, from mold and mildew and streaking and so, and so on. Humidifier in uh, automatic humidifier. It's not a humidifier. It's not a humidifier. It's a humidistat, which is a switch, a unity sensing switch that controls when the fan operates. Humidistat, okay. Yep, 
It's a humidity and motion sensing fan. Also, I read online about stepping up to a six inch pipe instead of the four inch on ventilation. It depends on it depends on how far the duct is run, but you know I would just follow the manufacturer guidelines on that. Look, go to Brone B R O A N dot com and and or just Google Brone humidity sensing bath exhaust fans. You'll find the page. There's lots of options. They're not terribly expensive. They're pretty easy to to put in. They're pretty well built, yeah. and and I think you'll find that you know with that first set of fans being put in in 2006, you know, they're over 10 years old now. That's a pretty reasonable life expectancy. It's time for new ones, and, and now you have some better quality fixtures out there to choose from. Right, exactly. And, and I was reading online about uh, stepping up from a 4 to a 6-inch round, and like you said, going back with the solid duct would, would be uh, better to get the airflow out, you know. Because I, I, when I could, you know, when, when we're taking a shower, you know, it's uh, it just stains up the mirrors and everything else. And, you know. Yeah, it makes a difference. You know, we when we remodeled our bathroom a few years ago, uh, we were doing some work in the attic, and I knew that I had like sort of that was the opportunity to kind of reconfigure the duct work. So I just got some some uh, four inch solid metal duct, and I just did a really good job putting it all together. And uh, now there's zero resistance. You know, when you have that corrugated duct work, there's a lot of resistance in there, and it doesn't make the fan as efficient, and it's noisier, and it can collect water. So I've just got a straight metal duct goes right out of the house as, as short run as possible, and it makes a big difference. So that's uh, that's my advice. I think you're on your way. Okay, good enough. I surely appreciate it. You can call in your home improvement question right now at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. Still to come, how much snow is too much snow for your house? You know, on the roof and on the deck? Well, that's something the folks in Erie, Pennsylvania wondered a lot about when they got like 80 inches of snow between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, all the videos online, it was amazing to see the massive amount of snow that got dumped on them. It was crazy. We're going to share some tips to protect your home from all that weight after this. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Well, Leslie, I was thinking about the snow that's been coming down in different parts of the country. And and the biggest example, of course, was uh, from the holiday season over in Erie, Pennsylvania. They got like 80 inches between Christmas and New Year's. I've never seen anything. Crazy, crazy amounts. Imagine, you know, more snow than we are tall. (laughs) You know, I mean, just an insane amount of snow. And I, I got to say, I'm glad I didn't live there because all my snow shovelers would not have been home at the time. <laughs> but uh, that kind of snow, you wonder what kind of damage it could do uh, to your house. And the truth is that if you're going to get that kind of snow accumulation on your roof, it actually is a pretty significant amount of weight. So what you want to do if you live in an area with heavy snowfall is to always have a, a roof rake handy. Now, a roof rake looks like an iron rake that you might use for gardening, except it's about three feet wide. It's made of aluminum and it has a candle that comes in sections that goes out to around 20, 25 feet. So the idea is that when the snow stops falling, you go out with this rake, sort of toss it up to your roof or, you know, lift it, lift it so it goes up the roof as high as you can and start pulling that snow down off the roof. 
Because what ends up happening in a lot of cases is if you get a rainfall or warmer weather and you get that snow starting to melt, now you really collect a lot of weight in that roof and that can cause a collapse. So if you do have heavy snowfall on a roof, on a deck, surface like that, use a roof, a snow rake to pull off as much of that as you can and that will help keep the weight to a manageable level. All right, now Julie in Florida posted that she's experiencing some chilly temps and is looking for an efficient heating system because it seems like they need to use it there too. Well, in Florida, you've got heat pumps and electric furnaces, and the reason for that is because it's just too expensive to run gas. So I would just tell you to continue to use what you have, Julie, because it's not going to be cost-effective for you to run gas lines for a less expensive heating system. If you live in another part of the country, I'd tell you gas is more efficient. But in Florida, I would stick with the electric. If it is a heat pump, try to leave the thermostat at a steady level because when you raise it up and down, it tends to bring on its backup system, which is resistance heat, and that's really expensive to run. Well, if you're like most of us, there's probably some areas of your home that are just not very well lit. Good lighting is important. Not only does it make your home look bigger, it can also be much safer. Leslie's got some tips on how to improve your lighting in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Yeah, first of all, let's talk about your living and reading areas. You obviously need plenty of floor lamps and table lamps, but you have to make sure that those lamps point toward the activity and not toward you. I think that's the number one mistake people make is they've got the lighting on themselves, but not on what they're doing. Now, one area where direct lighting is super important is the kitchen. If you only have one main overhead light source, you want to consider adding additional pendant fixtures above your work surfaces. And then you can even mount task lights underneath the cabinets. Now, if you have a room that's tough to fill with natural light, like maybe it's only got one window, an easy fix is to place mirrors in strategic locations. And that's going to bounce the light around the room. It's going to reflect what you see out the window. It instantly makes the space feel bigger and brighter. And if you've got someone in your family with vision problems, you can take advantage of high contrast colors. Put a dark switch plate on a light wall and choose bright colors for furniture and accessories. That really will make somebody with a vision issue have a much better time navigating around that space. For more easy lighting tips, visit moneypit.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next time on the program, finding out when your house was built and maybe who lived within its walls and what changes homeowners made along the way can be a challenging project, but it's also a fascinating journey. We're going to give you some tips to help you uncover the history of your very own home on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.